0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of The Essential Apple Podcast. Hello once again, and here we are with another uh, edition of The Essential Apple. Oh no. <laughs> well there we go um Nick and I are here to talk about what stories uh there are in the news this week. Not a huge amount, obviously, after w w d c and all its uh outpourings, quite a lot of um bits and pieces, and some stuff of course that developers and people who are brave enough to dig into the uh, initial betas have uh, dug up so uh, there we go. Um, don't know how the weather's been for you this week, Nick. But here it has been blazing, absolutely yep. blazing.
0: Buddy. Yeah, it's been very. It's a. It's it's cloudy and a little bit rainy at the moment. But uh, I'm podcasting on sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So I'm I'm generating I'm generating seven hundred and seventy five watts of power at the moment, which isn't huge, but then it's
1: quite grey. Yeah, well I, I have to say <laughs> yeah. it's that, been
0: That's covering my house usage,
1: so That's good. That's good, mate. You yeah, so your solar panels are all in, installed and working then.
0: Indeed, they came on Monday to put up scaffolding, they delivered the goods on Tuesday, they fitted it all on Wednesday, and then they found out they'd got a wrong cable so they couldn't commission it, so um, they came on Thursday they came and took the scaffolding down, and on Friday they came and finished the electrical commissioning. So, yeah, pretty efficient. So, if anyone's interested, the company was called Ask Renewables. A S K. Ask Renewables.
1: They were very good,
0: very good, very efficient. I'll see if I can um, find
1: a link to that and put it in the show notes, in not it?
0: Yeah, they were a little bit cheap. I think I have mentioned on the podcast that the first first for solar who I went with the original went into administration, Ooh. and you know, fortunately, I got my money back um but um this company was a little bit cheaper as well so well done ask renewables good job done
1: excellent that's what we like to hear mate that's what we like to hear we found a um a slight glitch the other day in um my wife's heat pump set up very tiny oh. very very tiny i'll admit which is um because obviously the temperature has soared into the high 20s, because the heat pump's not kicking in. After a couple of days, she went to have a shower and went, there's no hot water. (laughs) Oh,
0: right. So I had to go
1: hunting Mm. around in the documentation and in the cupboard until I found a switch which wasn't on, which I believe is probably the electric immersion immersion heater to produce produce some (laughs) hot water for a shower. (laughs) But... um, so at the moment that's on, and uh, as soon as the weather cools, no doubt, and the heat pump starts running again, I shall turn it off again. You'll be but, able to turn uh, it off, yeah. But uh, for the moment, if you want a hot shower, yeah. Um, I was sw- slightly surprised actually that there's not a kind of water only. I'll have to look at the documentation because there's um there's a really quite complicated control panel in there, and yeah. um, yeah. I've like basically not touched it because right. I read the documentation that came, you know, with the house being a new build. And it yes. was all like, please don't dicker about with the controls for the <laughs> heat pump. It is yeah. set to be at the most efficient level possible, you know. Um, yeah. Please don't go trying to turn down the water temperature or, you know, it would not it would not do you any good. Um, it won't be beneficial. So, um, yeah, but that was a slight hiccup, although, of course, it's not really designed to expect temperatures in the sort of 28 to 29 degrees.
0: No, we don't get those too often. Well, at least we don't at the
1: moment get them no. too often. So anyway, uh, we wanted hot water, so the uh, the immersion had to be turned on, sadly. But uh, there you go. Um, other than that, uh, as I said last show, I had to go to a family funeral, which involved driving up to Birmingham, uh, West Bromwich Albion to be more precise. Uh, that went very well, I'm glad to say. Uh, it's a three-hour drive. I know those of you in the US might think, uh, you know, three hours isn't that far or 150 miles isn't that far. But here in the UK, that's a slog. So um, we went up the day... <laughs> yeah, we don't do, we don't <laughs> you know.
0: do long journeys.
1: <laughs> well, we don't have the infrastructure remember... for particularly long journeys, do we? I mean... No, Even though right. uh, from from here to Birmingham is now basically deal carriageway slash motorway all the way because yep. around uh Cambridge was notoriously nasty. Um they've now bypassed that so you go directly you no longer have to kind of turn off the A fourteen to stay on the A fourteen and then Oh
0: right, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah,
1: yeah. and then you used to have to go round Fen Drayton and Dry Drayton and all that round there in those very nasty narrow laned old-fashioned deal carriageway. That's all been bypassed. Um, and you no longer have to go through the notorious double-donut M1, M6 junction either. You just plow... Oh, that's right,
0: because that's all changed, hasn't it? That's yeah. all
1: changed, yeah. Now, you just carry on and just, just keep going, and you'll, you will come on to the M6 slightly yeah. before you used to merge. But anyway, uh, that was all fine, to be fair. But, of course, we hit the... We got to probably central, what would be the central Birmingham turn off about quarter to five. So the last uh, oh. sort of, <laughs> yes. the, yeah, the, the last. Junction, the infamous
0: yeah. Junction six.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we were coming off at Junction eight. So, um, yeah, the last kind of 15 miles was a bit of a grind, but there you go. Um, that's just how it is. There we go. Yes, so, I,
0: I, know I'm almost, I know I'm almost home when I get to Junction 6, so if I'm coming from any direction, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. When I hit Junction 6, I think, okay,
1: it's not far now. <laughs> well, when, when I met my wife, she lived in Nuneaton, so you used to come, I can't remember what junction number it is, but it's the A, A444 to Nuneaton off the M6. Um oh
0: right. Oh yes, that's a bit further down
1: I think. Yeah, that's a bit fu- that's be- a bit before yeah. you get to Birmingham. It's yeah. sort of
0: coal, it's hill, and then it's uh, then it's Nuneaton, isn't it?
1: Where you go yeah. uh basically from my direction it's it's Rugby, Coventry, Nuneaton and from your, yeah yes. from your direction you'd be coming the other way so yeah yeah yeah. yeah. But there we go. Uh, that's all aside. So um not a huge number of stories this week. Um but we have got more technology than Apple, to be honest. Um, we've got, now, some of these I might have mentioned last time because I can't remember. Uh, we've got uh, Mac Rumors have five new airdrop features coming in iOS 17, um, which include name drop, which I know we mentioned. Um, apparently, there's a new airdrop gesture to share content, um, which allows you to share photos mm-hmm. and files. Uh, you can continue airdrop over the internet. Um, right currently, if you, uh, you need to stay within close proximity to the other person for an airdrop to complete, if you leave airdrop range, the con the transfer will fail and the content is not shared. By contrast, leaving airdrop range in iOS 17, the content continues to be sent securely in full quality over the internet the only requirement that you must both be signed into iCloud so i guess that's a kind of an extension to their um their iCloud big um you know iCloud email big attachments yeah which does something similar doesn't yeah. it
0: um oh that's uh that's a useful little feature to be added because yeah because share uh, airdrop could be a bit flaky at the best mm. of times, couldn't it? So,
1: so now, apparently, if you were, uh, you know, so if you meet somebody in passing and you haven't got time to sit there for half an hour while a large file transfers, as long as you're both on iCloud, it will continue after you move apart. Uh, uh, apparently, I um, What have we got here? Share play over airdrop, which I think we mentioned because it was in the thing. Yeah, and um, one we didn't mention is. Um, iOS doesn't allow just anyone to share a photo or document to your device unless you actively choose to accept it. Uh, A long-standing issue with Airdrop is that it displays a preview of the proposed shared content, whether or not you wish to see it. And this has led people to be subjected to unsolicited explicit images. To prevent this, iOS 17 introduces a new opt-in feature designed to automatically blur images which are sent over AirDrop which may have sensitive content. Uh, The content will be blurred but can be viewed by tapping Show. Uh, Fair enough. Basically, it's as it says here, this is an extension of the communication safety functionality Apple added for children. All the detection is done on device, so Apple does not see the content being shared. Right, but that just means okay. if somebody tries to send Beautiful. you a rude photo and you don't wish to see it, you'll see something blurred saying this may contain sensitive content yeah. that you may not wish to see. Um, prevents the unsolicited sharing of uh, unpleasant material. Of course, one of the That's biggest good. one of the biggest defenses against that, of course, is uh, turn your airdrop to only contacts, so that random people can't drop stuff yes. on your phone. But um, Apparently, yes, good uh, advice. apparently, a notorious uh, trick of, you know, unpleasant people on the tube in London is to send unsolicited material to random people. Um, Strange people. Yeah, there, well, there's weirdos <laughs> everywhere, mate. There's weirdos everywhere. There always has been. Just uh, now, sometimes it's easier for them to uh, indulge themselves. Okay. Um, Indeed. Indeed interesting apple insider report here which i um in part surprises me and in part doesn't which is the base iphone 14 is now selling better than the pro models but the 14 plus is still relatively unpopular um now i think i said right at the start and i think various other people like gaz and guy said similar things which is when a new iPhone comes out, everybody's, oh, like the Pro is massively more popular than the standard, you know. And I always say that's because the people who rush out on day one are the people who are likely to want to buy the Pro models. Because, you know, the people who care less about what phone they get will go in when it's time for them to renew and they will make their own pick. Um, I, I think
0: there's a sweet spot for phone size. mm and i think the pro's too big um for some people and hmm. therefore the the reason they're selling better is simply because it's in the sweet spot for what people want they want something larger than the SE but they don't want something as big as the pro hmm. if i were buying a new phone today i wouldn't buy a pro version i'd buy the smaller one well I, I mean the pro comes enough.
1: in the the pro comes in the standard size and the bigger doesn't it so you've got the pro and the pro max or whatever it is um is it exactly the same size? Oh, you might be right. Yeah, there's a, the, like the fourteen and the fourteen plus, and then you've yeah. got the fourteen pro, which is the same size as the fourteen, and the pro max, which is the same size as the fourteen plus.
0: Oh right, okay, that's just me um, getting confused then. No,
1: no, no, it's fine. I mean, I said that the four, you know, the non-pro models would pick up once the initial rush died down because it's you know more yeah. less tech fanatic people. And maybe people being uh, just a little bit more careful with their money. Indeed. Um, I'm surprised that the 14 plus has not apparently appeared to be fantastically popular, but I suspect that also might be, like you say, Nick, that people who are more prone to buy the standard don't feel inclined to spend any more money to get a slightly bigger one um, yeah. see the next time I get one I think I might if they're still doing a plus size one I might get one but that's because my want, eyes want, are shot I <laughs> yeah I want
0: one that I want one that will fit in my pocket basically And mm. at the moment the, the 11 that I've got um, is any bigger it would start sticking out of my pocket so mm. it's see, pocket size really if I've got bigger it, pockets I'd be okay
1: <laughs> mm. Well, I, of course, am a, you know, notoriously a cargo pants guy. Um, Yes. You know, uh, it's a bit like, you know, battle dress. Why do I wear cargo pants? Because I carry all this crap about with me because I'm a geek. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got phones and batteries and cables and bottle openers and all sorts of other weird and wonderful stuff that I carry around with me. So, um, Yeah, so that was on uh, Apple Insider. That's uh, William Gallagher. Um, Yeah, I'm slightly surprised that the Plus size phone hasn't done better for people who would like a larger phone but don't want to go all the way to the Pro Max because obviously you pay a big premium for that one.
0: But um, I was having a look at the. um, I was having a look. I just happened to plonk into um, Music Magpie. Yesterday. Um and I was just having a quick look at what the prices of the thirteen was and um there were some good you know, they have um what do they call it? Uh good, excellent or pristine or something. Uh and they've got some good models for about four hundred and eighty four quid, which I didn't think was too bad. No, no, that's not a bad price, is it? Um I um so, so I'm not ready yet, but, you know, that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to
1: go a couple of generations back and
0: um, upgrade yeah. the one I've got, but not not go very far
1: ahead. Well, I, I suspect by the time you're ready to change, Nick, you'll probably be able to get a 14.
0: Well, yes, that's possible, yeah. In that sort a of a bracket. Uh, and the, uh, my phone, I don't use huge amounts of memory either, so... Um, no, nor do I. I only need the, the base model.
1: No, I don't need to pay, like buckets of money to have the extra storage. Once once the storage got up to, like, 256 or something by default, I'm okay. So Yeah. Um, well, I think this is a 128 I've gotten. I've not felt this. So. I had a 128, um, and, yeah, I didn't really feel that. But the next one that came along, I think the 256 was either the default or not much extra. But I don't feel the need to have buckets of storage on my phone.
0: No, no, I, no, I don't think there is. I mean, I, I've got a lot more on my iPad because I've got stuff I download
1: onto my iPad mm. and
0: that kind of thing. So obviously, I think if you're, if, you know,
1: if you take a lot of photographs or you know videos, then obviously yeah. that's more important. But yeah, but you do Mr... have to take a lot.
0: I'm, I mean, I've got thousands of, <laughs> on mine, and <laughs> still plenty of room. But mm. uh, but there you
1: go. There we are. So. um that was that one. Um, I obviously... I've got, Oh, that was the other thing. I haven't got a link to this, but I read it the other day. Apparently, the old iPhone 13, quote-unquote, is still outselling the top uh, Samsung Galaxy phone. So it's one oh, of those right. kind of... Interesting. Yeah, you know, it's going, oh, the older phone. Yeah, well, it's only a year and a half old, dudes. <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> You know, it's not if, exactly old. No. You know, if you told me the iPhone 11 without selling the newest Galaxy, then maybe, but, you know, there we are. Um, this one I've got is uh, from Apple itself. It's an iPhone compare models. Um, and the reason I've... Oh, you say, this is what I needed
0: when you were talking about the, uh, the different
1: sizes and things. Yeah, well, oh. this one... Um, the reason I put this in as a link is because there was some discussion between, I think it was Donnie and Alistair and uh, Jim in the Slack room about the difference between the 13 and the 14 and the Pro models, about right. what what the upgrades were between them. Was it, you know, what, what the difference in the cameras was and um, so on. And I think it was Donnie uh who sent a link saying this is where you can look at the 14 13 and 14 pro max models which of course apple still sells obviously those are the ones that are directly available from apple and uh it talks about (coughs) the differences between the what chip they've got and what cameras they've got and so on so
0: that's really useful yep good link
1: good link so i thought that was worth linking if anybody cares. And no doubt that will change later in the year to show the 15 and whatever other models Apple are still selling. Might be worth saving. Yeah,
0: you can change it to show any of the phones, can't you? Mm. And compare any of them right the way back to iPhone 6. Yep.
1: Yep, might be um, That's you know, pretty useful. One worth saving, particularly if you're looking at to buy maybe a second hand or older phone. Yeah, I'm b- just b- bookmarking that now to see what's um what's what. Um most of the stories we've got this week, I have to admit, are things that have kind of come out of people who are running the betas. Um Cult of mm-hmm. Mac have 10 sweet tweaks and changes in iOS 17. Um, small but mighty changes. Um it says here, uh with the first beta out, we're unpacking everything new in the next operating system. Um there's the big stuff you've all heard of, such as contact posters, name drop, autocorrect, photo stickers, accessibility, etc. Um apparently so it says here, here are ten that we've discovered um in the thing. Uh, a bigger text selection cursor which will be uh, a lot of people will probably be keen on um the text selection handles are now bigger and um the little pop up magnifying glass that shows where your cursor is is also bigger you know nice little accessibility tweak mm. um you can link notes together um I read another article saying this is great but not maybe not as discoverable as it should be. But it's a first beta, so these things may change. Um you know, maybe people will feed it back and come back with a improvement. But you can now link your notes together. If you're a heavy user of notes, you can, you know, put a link to another note in here. Cool. Which is cool. Um and this one I think Apple did mention this or at least it came up on one of their slides, I'm sure it did, but this is something that a lot of us, I will really be pleased to get this, which is Autofill Authentication Codes from Email. Now, yeah, that's good, that's good because you can obviously, uh, if you get codes over SMS, iOS will now, you know, if you're at one of those, we've texted you a code, please enter it, it will show up, and you can just tap it and it will go straight in, you don't have to read the go to the text and copy it and paste it or anything. Um, Apple will allow you to yeah. just tap it and it goes straight in. They're now adding that to uh, codes from email received by Apple Mail. So uh, okay, so that's, uh, that's a good thing. That's something I really, really will like because when they say we're going to send it by email, it's like, okay, I've got to go to my email client, open it, find it, copy it, paste it. Yeah, first world problem, I know, but there you go. Um, Yeah. Once you get used to the ones that come over text and you just tap and they go straight in, Um, there you go. Uh, Electric car charging stations will now be shown in Apple Maps. Oh, I bet that's only US. I'm not sure yet. What's it say here? No, it doesn't mention. But if it's US only at the moment, it will soon roll out, I have no doubt. I mean, um, oh yeah, my Apple Maps will already when my if I'm if I'm connected to um, CarPlay, um, if my car says low fuel warning, it will immediately show me the five nearest petrol stations. Um, yes, and you can tap well, my, on that.
0: My car, my car does do similar, but it's just that it because they're all done by different companies, it's getting them all together in one place. Mm. is the difficulty.
1: Yeah, I know. Um,
0: but you and know, the same for same for the US, really. I mean, they've you've got Tesla, you've got Electrify America, um, and there's probably a lot, a lot that of Instavolt. There's lots of different providers, and it's uh finding a central database really of them all.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: But it's a good addition.
1: It's a step in the not right direction, it. isn't it? It's got to be helpful. Yes. Even if it's not perfect. Absolutely. Um, There's a new yeah. tab view in Safari, apparently. Um,
0: what does that mean?
1: Tab groups make it easy to bring order to browsing, and now the user interface is less clunky. Just how you can s- swipe left and right on the address bar to switch between uh, tabs. You did know that, didn't you? They say. <laughs> you can <laughs> no. swipe uh you can swipe left and right uh between tab groups from the tab overview page and this is far superior to the current menu based interface and makes it fast and fluid and private tabs are now secured by face i d <coughs> so there's a there's a screenshot here um oh, yeah. okay yeah, so sure if you use if you use um, yeah you can like a see
0: thumbnail a nail of all your stuff.
1: Yeah, but then, uh, uh, as you can see, they've got, um, if you are uh, if you use tab groups, you can now swipe between them. It brings up a, a, a layer showing, um, like a, a banner at the bottom, showing what tab groups you've got. Yes. Um, now, this one is quite interesting. Not sure how much uh, use I'd make of it, but it's recipes from photos. Um, this obviously oh, uses the same kind of technology as find me pictures of dogs. In my photo yes. reel, or um, wasn't well,
0: using the um, the tech, the text capture as well, weren't it? So,
1: well, here, what they've got is they've got a picture of like a, what looks like a pat- plate of curry, and so you take a picture of a curry, and it's like, What do you think this uh, is? Oh, I see, literally, right, and you. then um, they show the result is like uh, tofu, tikka masala red Thai curry, slow cooker butter chicken, chicken tikka masala. So it, it's using um, machine learning recognition to look at a plate of food and suggest things that it could be. Yeah. Um
0: it does say on this article, none of these are correct. I'm told it's chicken paprikash. <laughs> <laughs> well, but then they do all look alike, so it's not yeah, surprising really. Uh,
1: you know, uh, you know a, a plate of orange, you know, Goo yeah. with chicken Ch- on Chickany rice stuff, chickeny <laughs> yeah. stuff in an orange sauce could be very many things, but you know I think that's interesting again, it's just machine learning being pushed yeah I mean oh, I that's good i can't remember when it was whether it was this year or last year. Um, Apple said that um the facial recognition thing in photos would now mm-hmm. uh be able to identify pets <clears throat> yes now that's great and i assume that they've added things specifically to identify pets but i can assure you several years ago that when i was monkeying about with the facial you know this is my daughter this is my wife i took a picture of vinny and went this is my dog and um it promptly pulled out all the pictures of what it thought was vinny and just labeled it vinny
0: <laughs> even though
1: I just put him in as if he was a human and it just went, yeah, okay. So I'm sure they've probably added more to say they specifically uh, can find pets because I'm sure a picture of a tabby cat is a picture of a tabby cat um, and they all have individual markings, I know, Um, but there you go. It'd
0: be a bit bit embarrassing if your pictures start showing up in it, wouldn't (laughs) it? Yeah. Yeah, They say that uh, people look like their pets, don't they? Pets
1: look like their owners, (laughs) one of the two. Pets like their owners, yeah. One well, of the other. One or the other. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure I don't look like Vinny because I'm not white and hairy, at least not yet. <laughs> Eventually, my hair will go white and then I will look like him, but there we are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ETAs for big downloads in the App Store. Um, apparently, now, instead of just the uh, little circle, there will be a little uh, comment when you tap install saying approximately how long your download will take from the App Store. Um, okay. Which uh, the guys all nice like, little
0: all nice little
1: tweaks all little night tweaks. You know, I think this is very much um, very much uh, an OS full of tweaks. You know, lifestyle bonus tweaks. Yeah. Um, and apparently crosswords will now be in apple news plus if you subscribe to that as it says here apple news plus finally captures one of the last vestiges of a physical newspaper the daily crossword puzzle and you will now find crossword and mini crossword puzzles in the app if you're a news plus subscriber um you will have to dig for it in news following puzzles and so far they are somewhat sporadic but i'm sure they'll ramp up before iOS. 17 actually launches uh interface is nice jumps to the next field as you type you can hit delete to go backwards tap to switch between vertical and horizontal typing check letter word or the whole puzzle or reveal words you definitely think you can't get without help Uh, and you can also switch to a view which hides the puzzle showing the questions and your answers in a list which i've never seen in a crossword app before and there you go if you're into doing crosswords um Great. And if you subscribe to Apple News Plus, to be honest, that might actually make me consider buying, you know, going to the Apple One and adding Apple News Plus just to get crosswords, I'll be fair. Um, I'm not very good at crosswords, but I like doing them. <laughs> and this one is uh one I like. Are you still there, Nick? Sorry. Yes, I just popped off to take some tablets. <laughs> oh, that's OK. Right. I'm sorry. As you, as you do at my age. Oh, well, tell me about it, mate. Yeah, you know. Don't worry about it. That's okay. Um. So as I was saying, yeah, crosswords are now in Apple News Plus, which might um actually even tempt me to go to the Apple One to add News Plus. I mean, I use yeah, News a lot. I use News a lot, but it constantly saying, "Do you want to try News Plus?" And it's like, no, I don't. <laughs> but um, I mean, I pay for Apple TV. I'm paying for my yes. daughters. I'm paying for my daughters. Um. Student subscription to Apple Music. Right. Um. I don't pay for News Plus, but I might if I could do crosswords on it. And it might it might just make you know it might just make enough difference to me to tip me over and go right. Well, I'll get the I'll get the um News Plus, the Arcade, yeah. the music, yeah. and the Apple TV, and the extra storage. Might just tip me over enough. I'm not very good at crosswords, but I don't mind doing them. Um, uh, and then. This one I think is actually quite big. You can now share an air tag with other people um oh. if you share your household with another human and you're all in on air tags, you've probably received your fair share of your being stalked by an air tag notifications. This can now be laid to rest uh find my items, tap an item under share this air tag, add a person to invite somebody else to Be the item's owner, and they will no longer be inundated with warnings that they sig- have their significance other keys. So there you oh, go. that's good, yeah. Yep, oh, I, that's that's big. I don't use air tags, but you know, it is one thing I have heard people who do use them say, you know, my wife constantly gets pinged saying, you know, I'm driving her to the shops or she's driving me to the shops, and we constantly get pinged with, you know, another air tag is following you. It's Is a good thing, but obviously if you're with the person who you trust, then that's a bit of a pain. So you can now, (laughs) you can effectively co-share an air tag with other persons to uh, prevent you getting spurious uh, alerts. Um, and apparently you can now make repeating Apple Cash payments, which I think is US only because Apple Cash is US only at the moment, isn't it? No, maybe it's not. I think, oh, I don't know. I thought it was only America, but I I don't know for sure. No, I can't remember. But anyway, if you use Apple Cash, apparently you can now set up a recurring payment, like a standing order. Um, and so, for example, you could, you know, send your child their allowance or your flatmate your share of the rent or whatever without actually having to remember to do it so that's um that's quite good that's Fair quite enough. nice all all good little bonuses all good little bonuses um steve jobs once de- declined an autograph request in the funniest way possible from imore um i just put this in because it, it, it amused me um Basically, you can probably guess how this works, but uh, somebody (laughs) wrote to Steve Jobs saying, uh, please could you send me an autograph? And this was 1983. um, And they might have hoped that they would get what they asked for, but not in the way they expected. When they received a letter from Steve Jobs, he said he was honoured to have received this request, but I don't sign autographs. The letter, of course, was actually signed by Jobs, making what have been the funniest uh, autograph you're ever likely to come across. (laughs) <laughs> and, and there's a photograph lie, of lie. it here. It says, "Dear Mr. Varon, I'm honoured that you'd write, but I don't sign autographs." Yours, Steve Jobs. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very Jobsy, very Jobsian. Yes. Um, this letter yes. very nice late, later made its way to auction and sold for four hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Goodness gracious me! Um, That's ridiculous. There we go. <laughs> A notoriously difficult signer, Steve Jobs recl- routinely declined requests in personal through the mail and rarely satisfied the appeals of autograph seekers. In this curious correspondence he both declines to sign an autograph, maybe a magazine or photograph was enclosed, while actually endorsing the close of the letter in his distinctive lowercase signature. Ah, uh, there you go, so I found that amusing. Perhaps a little bit of his, yeah, uh, you good. know, sort of... Uh, that's quite He's early. Not... tongue-in-cheap. Yeah, 1983, apparently. Uh, he probably got a bit sterner about it later, but uh, at that point, it was like, I don't yeah. do autographs, and then signed it He's anyway. Here's an autograph. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I don't remember if I mentioned this last time again, but I'm going to put it in because I we would like to uh, i more have a little article called five things you didn't realize you can do with airplay uh and then i've got driving focus mode add third party oh, apps uh the one play. that yeah in carplay the one that um, you said actually, airplay yeah. oh sorry carplay no with carplay <laughs> not airplay sorry if I see the airplay, I'm mistaken. um yeah, you can add third party apps, but the one that intrigued me is move your apps uh carplay displays arranges your apps in two rows, and these are set, and you can't do anything about it, or can you while you cannot switch things around on the carplay display itself, if you go into your iPhone settings, you can remove unwanted apps and reorgan- reorganize the ones you do um. Yeah. And that That's a little is... bit like what
0: what what else used to what else used to work that way where you had to go into settings Phone? To...
1: your phone. Was it? no? Phone.
0: It might have been the phone originally. Yeah, that's right. So oh no, it if was you was wanted e- to move it was... things about, it was you had to do it in do. iTunes,
1: didn't you? It was easier to do in yes. iTunes yeah. than it was on the phone, I believe. Um, but that's CarPlay, right. you can't. And I'm really uh, pleased with this because actually, um, the apps I use in my car in my car when CarPlay is working. Um, are not the ones that are on the front screen. So I am actually going right. to use this to move them around because, um, you know, I, I listen to uh, Planet Rock Radio and I subscribe to their premium service so as not to hear the ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and that app always appears on screen two or three or somewhere. And I, if I can move that to the front, that's going to be really useful. Um, although yeah, for unfortunately,
0: some reason, my. For some reason, my um, my phone connector is flaky. So the the socket on the bottom of my phone, um, even though I've got a cable that fits, it, it sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So not quite sure what that is, but uh, I think it's a problem on the phone rather than anything else.
1: Have you tried getting another cable just to check?
0: Yeah, I've tried one or two different cables, and oh. it's just as flaky
1: with all of them. Um, Although I have to admit, I've got a perfectly good cable and occasionally I plug it into CarPlay and either it doesn't recognise it or it takes 10 minutes to show up or occasionally it'll say something weird like this accessory is not supported and then you unplug it and plug it back in and it goes, oh, yes it is. <laughs> Okay. My my biggest problem so with car my biggest problem with carplay at the moment is not actually anything to do with carplay itself but the fact that where I live out in the sticks the bloody signal is so crappy uh,
0: sometimes right, going
1: yeah. down to two one or two bars of 3g that trying to use um carplay to listen to the radio half the time it, it you just get drop dropouts for minutes at a time then you end yeah. up switching back to the radio and then I'm listening to the ads regardless. So whether or not I'm going to continue to pay my premium subscription, which is no uh, no, no, um, slur on the premium subscription. It's very good. But when I'm in my car and I end up having to put it on radio and listen to the ads anyway, then I'm not really getting my money's worth. But rather defeats the object. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can apparently change the CarPlay wallpaper, move the apps around. Moving the apps around is a big thing for me. I might be able to actually arrange my CarPlay so it shows me things I want, like that sounds good, maps and the yeah. music I want and so on. Um, and that's one I really didn't know you could do. Um, there we go. Well, let's move on to technology quickly. Um, I don't use Reddit. I know some of our listeners do. There's been a huge hoo-ha over Reddit because they've done a, They've done a Twitter, haven't they? And, um, to all intents and purposes, turned off their API for um, third-party readers. Oh, right. Um, If you're not a Reddit user, I'm not. um, Probably you won't have noticed unless you follow the, you know. There's been a lot of screaming on Twitter and various other places that... um, I wonder why they do that.
0: I don't understand why companies do this. Why.
1: But they basically yeah, pulled pulled a Twitter much. and pulled well um apparently there's a very popular subreddit reader called Apollo, a very very mm-hmm. popular third party reader of uh reddit um and the guy said that the a p i pricing changes would cost him like twenty million a year or something oh. and uh you know as a result of that, I shall be closing I shall be closing down my service. So long, and thanks for all the fish, you know. Um, yes. Uh, apparently, Apple subreddit goes dark in protest, and uh, that was Mac rumors. And Engadget has Reddit sees more than 6,000 communities go dark in protest over API changes. So um, I think that's gun, foot, bullet, don't do yep. it kind of territory. I can't say much more because I don't use Reddit, but um, I think that's no, much no in way. the. Same bracket as uh, when Twitter tried to destroy third party readers and that was not well received. Um,
0: yeah, th- don't, don't, don't upset your users. I mean, it really isn't a good idea, is it?
1: <laughs> no.
0: You might have millions and millions of users. Don't upset them.
1: Well, I think that's one of those. Oh, we could force them all c- to come to our official reader and stuff ads down their throats. No, what will actually happen yeah. is large swathes will lots we'll of Lots just- of people. We'll just bail out, you know. Bye. You you think you might get an extra dollar per user per year, but what will actually happen is half your users will leave. Um, Yeah. uh, Millions of usable hard drives are being destroyed. This was the BBC News. I think Jim sent us this one. Uh, Why are millions of usable hard drives destroyed? Millions of storage devices are shredded each year, even though they could be reused. Um, You don't need an engineering degree to understand that's a bad thing. Um, There was some chatter about this in the Slack. And, of course, the main reason is it's actually uh, traditionally it's been a lot cheaper for companies to send perfectly good hard drives out of decommissioned PCs of any kind to be shredded for waste than to, um, you know, deal with securely erasing them. Exactly.
0: um, Yeah, I can understand that.
1: Which. It kind of doesn't make sense. They can be securely erased, but often, you know, if you're decommissioning, let's say, 10,000 desktops, you know, and you're filling large corporation, it's probably more efficient to just send the whole lot to be smashed into bits or cheaper than it is to have them... Um, as, long
0: as, as long as they're recycling them.
1: I think a lot of the time, though, as they're, they're not, not. This is the problem. They're just no, being ground up into bad. muck and um, that, disposed that's of. That's bad. That's bad. I mean,
0: if if you can recycle them, I mean, there's quite a lot of useful material, I would have thought, including copper and all sorts of stuff. Well, of course,
1: the the biggest thing now is over the last few years, since most people use an encrypted hard drive anyway. um, Yeah. That's true. You no longer have to go through this tedious process of overwriting it three or four times to be 100% no. sure that everything is, you know, no longer recovered even by magnetic shadowing or whatever the deep tech is. Uh, you, you know, like in iOS now, I know it's now SSD, but it works equally well for a hard drive is you just scramble the um, encryption key and the thing is perfectly safe. So
0: they are doing they are doing some recycling. I'm just looking further down. It says for for drives that can't be reused, Seagate looks first at parts extraction Mm. and then materials recycling. In the Taiwan pilot program, 57 percent of the material was recycled made up of magnets and aluminium. Innovation is needed across the industry to help recover more of the 61 chemical elements used in the drives. Mm. Interesting, we need to think more about this I think we do we need to we need to look at recycling first, not last
1: exactly, and of course, <clears throat> you know securing drives by um encrypting them so that yeah. they can simply yes. be have the de- the decryption key destroyed, they can then be reused fine because if you yeah. do recover anything it's garbage um. I think this is a legacy problem, you know. It probably is. Yeah. You know, where... Uh,
0: it's st- know. St- still bad. I mean, we want, we really want to. Every company should be thinking about recycling mm. where it can and not, not just when it's easy.
1: No, but of course, you know, let's say 10 years ago you know, wiping a hard drive really securely if you were really worried about it and it had actual yeah, that's senses, but it was hard. Um, and the, yeah. the advice usually was just destroy the damn thing. Um, yeah. Now that's not really the case anymore and it would be, once you destroy the encryption key, it can be reused or dismantled or recycled with no fear of anybody getting at the data. Yeah. But, um, so, Yeah. So that was BBC News. Um, Apparently, music uh, publishers are suing Elon Musk's Twitter uh, for 250 million. I'm not quite sure what that was about. Um, Copyright. Copyright, as per usual. Okay. Yeah. So I assume that's people doing a YouTube and posting bits of songs and things. Um, I think the problem with that is people who would like somehow feel that they're being robbed. Whilst actually they're probably, it's mostly fans promoting bits of music they like. And really, really a whole track, to be honest. I mean, my daughter and her friends publish, you know, they post stuff on Instagram and Snapchat and whatnot. And there'll be, I don't know, a 30 second clip from a new song or a new video. And my daughter's had her account closed more than once for copyright violations. It's like, really? She's posted a thirty-second piece of music from yeah. something that she thinks is fabulous and wants to you promote. Know
0: I really think that all these associations and um, if if they'd if they'd grasp the what's the what is it, the phrase grasp the horns or whatever it is yeah. Grasped the bull <laughs> by the horns if they'd the bull by the horns if they'd just got on with it rather than griping about it all these years we'd have a system now i mean apple got around it by by inventing micro payments yeah that that, yeah. that micro payments fixed an awful lot of pay, of problems and the copyright industry could have got around an awful lot of this stuff if they digitized everything to start with and then they'd, they'd, they'd put in some kind of method of, of payment. But instead, they just sit and gripe about other people stealing their intellectual property. Well, they're not property stealing, are they? They're
1: not really. Uh, yeah, sure. Fine. I don't have a problem with saying, right, this person is you know sharing thousands of full music tracks. Yeah, yeah that, that's but stealing. It, but you know, teenagers but, put, it, put, posting a thirty-second clip of their latest favorite single is not exactly copyright infringing, is it? It's just like
0: no, it isn't. It's like it here, isn't. and someone should have someone should have got behind this right at the beginning and sorted it all out. But instead, they'd prefer to just try and sue people. It, it just makes me angry. You yep. know, honesty. it's one of those things. That really drives me around the bend. Um, this is green. I've got a lot it? of. Mu- uh, sh- this is. is I've got a lot of sheet music. I've got a lot of sheet music on my iPad because I'm a musician, and it's useful to have on my iPad. Uh, and I play from my iPad quite often. Um, some of that will be will be copyright material, which I've copied, and I'm quite happy to admit that because yeah. I bought the music.
1: Yeah, you've already bought it. <laughs> I bought it.
0: the music, and. If the opportunity to buy it online was available, I'd buy it online. Right. Exactly. And, uh, this is what... It just oh, it just it's, makes me really angry. Don't get me on my soapbox. No, I'll I know. be here forever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that is, of course, why iTunes, you know, crushed the pirates, because it was like... If it's easier to pay forty nine cents to buy the piece of music you want, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know? Exactly.
0: Um, that's what and that's what and that's what the publishers should have got behind 49. to start with. They should have found a way of monetizing it and they would be fine now.
1: Exactly. But no. Um what have I got here? I, I didn't have a link to this one, but um I think it was iFixit it did a tear down of the uh the new uh MacBook Air fifteen and unsurprisingly found that it was incredibly similar to the MacBook Air thirteen, which is like <laughs> that one that it one's almost of Yeah, that's almost a Vinny and the Squirrels say duh. What did Apple say? It's a MacBook Air thirteen, but stretched, bigger. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit like it's a little bit like when they uh, when they launched the M1 Mac
0: Mini, wasn't it? Oh mm. look, it's a Mac Mini. With a smaller m one in it <laughs> mm.
1: yeah, what did Apple it's tell more you space. <laughs> what did Apple tell you? Here is the old shell with the new guts um yes, uh, this one is uh talking about laptops and things um new laptop brand has shocked the whole computer industry. the framework laptop, a tear down and repair assessment. this is on youtube um I watched it It's quite interesting. it looks very much like a macbook slash macbook air um the whole obviously it's a windows laptop uh but the concept is that
0: it's modular
1: it's modular it's very easy to take the bits out so yeah it's an old school laptop it's very nice it's very well engineered by the look of it um i did like the idea it was going a bit back to the old pcmi slots or whatever they were called um but effectively the USB C slots are all recessed in by a you know where you can buy a little uh, plug-in so you can have whatever things you want that can be plugged into the USB C four slots. So, um, but the truth the truth is, it's only the geeks who want
0: this. Oh yeah, the av- average person in the street doesn't d- care. Gear, they really don't care. Whether they no. can upgrade, it. No, they no, don't. But I found it interesting probably ninety
1: ninety five percent
0: of people don't care no, they but, don't yeah but, i just but i I applaud someone for trying it,
1: yeah, and um yeah. i I just thought it was an interesting we've seen these sort of you know modular computers before, and often they end up looking ugly and horrible, yes, um, this one actually yeah. looked quite nice. You can upgrade the speakers, the screen card, this, that, and the other. Um, and it's designed, I mean, oh. you know, and they'd obviously thought about it quite cleverly. Like, for example, um, it comes with the required uh, screwdriver and spudger to take the bottom off. Um, the screws in the base plate, for example, are retained, so you're not going to lose any of the little fiddly screws. You undo it. and oh, that's um, a good idea. Yeah, very clever, you know, um, modular uh, ports and so on. Nice oh, concept. On, it, yeah, it's not very long. Um, it's really nicely put together. Whoever's done it, you know, they've worked very hard on it. Like you say, um, only a few geeks are gonna buy it, I suspect. Yeah. Nice concept been tried before and usually fails because your average Joe Bloggs buyer, not interested. Um and security and privacy, uh, the privacy paradox, a proton, uh report on you gov, uh comments. Worth a read. I've read it. Um I retweeted it. It's our friends at uh, Proton, uh discussing, you know, why they believe that some of the government's proposals are wrong. Um there we go. Uh interesting okay. short watch. That's
0: interesting as well. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um and then last of all, Nick, um this one came from the Slack, I think um I think it was Teresa, who asked, uh, she was having trouble getting Pandora working on her HomePod Minis, and they're supposed to be supported. I don't have a HomePod, so I can't comment. But Nemo sent us a link to using Pandora on the Apple HomePod with uh, a set of instructions about what you need and what you need to do to get it to work. So if you have HomePods oh, and okay. you want to get Pandora working uh, like Teresa did... um it says here setting up Pandora on an Apple HomePod using voice commands and a blah blah blah, blah. Uh, a sort of a, an article on how to get Pandora to work correctly on your HomePods. So a there you go. A,
0: a lot of um, a lot of uh, I reckon Alexa could do with that kind of layout where it tells you all the things you can say and the, yeah, there is, in a, in the Alexa apps there there are not. It doesn't always tell you all the commands. So <laughs> I don't know how you're supposed to know what you can and what you can't say. You can experiment, I suppose, and try. Yeah, you, you can
1: try things. What having them, do-
0: having them, having them listed like this is a very useful way of. What did uh,
1: I do? Doing stuff. Though, which- oh, the, the other day, for no good reason, right? This, this is like a total aside, but for no good reason, I was uh, round at my friend Kim's, and we were just idly, you know, larking around. And she said, oh, my daughter told me the other day to ask Bixby, what does a pig say? So it kept saying, I don't understand what you mean. So then she said, Bixby, what did the pig say? And then it went uh, to some on thing about porky, walky, piggly, wiggly, you know, (laughs) recited some bit of nonsense poetry. So I then said, all right, uh, you know, Siri what does the fox say? And it came out with some random line from the song of like Wop De Bop dot Booby Dooby dooby Doo. Um and if you ask it multiple times it will it will bring up different random um Right random lines of nonsense. But the other thing I found um Again, purely by chance, just because we were messing about saying things to the assistants to see what we could get, and I said, um, "Siri, turn on the torch," and that does actually work. It just says torch, torch turned on, and it turns on the torch on your phone.
0: All oh, right.
1: Which I thought, I yeah, wonder, that's. Um, I
0: wonder how many people are gonna are gonna get caught at by um, saying Siri in their uh, podcasts in the future in the when future. they get rid of the yes the hi the hey s lady
1: but i'm i I'm, I'm I'm not sure because um mine's now got really quite good at recognizing my voice.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: And yeah. other people can shout at it, and it won't respond. It it will. A
0: lady does occasionally. Yeah. Just but... before we started to just before we started to record, I I asked Simon whether uh, whether whether there was a lot of background noise, you know, like hissing, and he said he couldn't hear it. <laughs> no. And for some reason, my 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 a lady had decided to play white noise. No idea at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but so, I did think that's actually that's actually quite useful. Because uh, at night, you know, when I turn out the light in the living room and want to go to the bedroom, then you start fumbling yes. around with your phone trying to find the torch. It's quite useful. I can now... Otherwise, I, yeah. I can just go, Oi, turn on the torch, and it will, without having well, to fumble quite, around yeah, in the dark useful. looking for it. So, yeah, it's surprising. Again, there's not, like, a definitive list of things you can do. You just no. have to experiment with them. So, there we are. Right. Perhaps with the... Uh...
0: Perhaps with the advent of AI, it'll get more and more and more natural, and we'll have to stop. We, we won't have to keep saying things in
1: a particular way. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're getting better now. It's, it, it, it's... Well, they are improving. Yeah, but I mean, I can need to go. You know, I can say, "Oi," you know, text my son, or text Joseph, or tell Joseph, or various other things, and it just does it. Um, yeah. It's getting there. And of course, in iOS 17, apparently, we're expecting a whole revamp bunch of Indeed. things so we shall yeah. see as soon as i can get an ios 17 um public beta i shall be going for that and probably on the watch as well but i shan't be doing any uh, mac betas because it screws up your um screws up your rogue amoeba and that means you can't oh podcast. no you don't want to be doing that so unfortunately yeah. i can't be doing that but uh, there you go right nick i think we should wrap it up don't you sounds a good idea Sounds like a good idea. So, there we go. Um, As usual, thank you for listening. Sorry I'm slow getting the stuff out. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I know it sounds weird. Uh, You know, now I don't work. I'm busier than I ever was when I was working. Um, (laughs) So, eventually, last week's show will appear, and so will this week's show. And, um... You can find us all in the Slack room of course. Um you can find Nick in the Slack room. You can find me on Twitter or Mastodon as at @serenak and that's S E R E N A K. Nearly went blank in the middle there. <laughs> <And> <laughs> nearly blanked myself. And um yeah, uh you know, we're on we're on uh, com if I actually catch up and post everything. And uh If you want to support the show, you can give us money and send us beer and all the usual things. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you next week. Now, next week, I shall be recording on a Saturday because Carolina Milanese is joining me and she's only available on the Saturday at a certain time. So that's when I shall be recording. So uh, look forward to that one. Until then, me and Nick will say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Boo Shots and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So, why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen?
0: Hi, this is Dave Ginsberg. I'm the host of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV. And anything related to those technologies, um, with my along with my co-host Warren Sklar, um, we get in depth with a lot of great things that relates to iOS and and its technologies. I'd love to give you to give it a listen. Uh, you can find us at in with or we are in Apple Podcasts or any uh, podcatcher. will be able to find us. Um, but uh, give us a listen. We'd love to have you listening to uh, those great technologies and relating to iOS.
1: Thanks.